Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, Redcasters, be sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to be notified about our latest videos. Go Big Red. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Redcast Rob. Well, after a break for a couple of weeks here and, and uh, just getting out and taking my family to Disneyland, I've perfected the use of my camera and able to observe everything from a distance with it. And I'm now here to share all of my podcasting secrets from other podcasts around Disneyland with the rest of the Redcast. Is that a Connor Stallion reference? I'm not. I'm not... I have no idea what you're talking about, Dave. <laughs> never heard of her did you buy buy uh uh an intern extra tickets for disneyland and uh, um well my four-year-old daughter if that counts <laughs> sure absolutely she's a redcast intern i also, I also she's bought not a, getting paid i also bought a custom lightsaber i'd be happy to show it to you i've, I've heard about these custom lightsabers they're I, pretty cool i've got it right here if you want to see it that's between you and rachel don't don't get us involved with that <laughs> hey now <laughs> <laughs> i'm also with boomer well, Rob, if you start selling vacuum cleaners, we'll really know what's up, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I'd also like to give a shout out to any of our Michigan State listeners. Yeah, you may have won a football, but we haven't lost in basketball yet this season. So take that. You know, Boomer, I was going to uh, get into the vacuum cleaner services, but I hear it really sucks. Okay, Rob. All right. Thanks for All tuning right. in, Redcasters. For... <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, well, um, we'll eventually start talking about Nebraska ball. Um, it looks like uh, Fred's got his team uh, um, on a hot start. Another victory appears to be in in store here tonight. Who are they playing, Boomer? The F- Rattlers of Florida A&M, is that Florida right? Florida A&M Rattlers. Excellent. Yeah, the Rattlers. That's right. Vaunted series um, back and forth. So we'll, 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 last time I we'll get that. We'll get that. And, and and in some past years, we were ready to talk about basketball because we didn't want to talk about football any longer. But um, that's that's not the case. Uh, it, we did take a, a loss last Saturday in East Lansing. Um, you listened to the show last week. We talked about how you shouldn't mess around with the Spartans um, and leave them in that game. They've been playing a lot of their opponents very close and finding ways to lose and well, they eventually found a way to win. Now, I mean, there's uh, some that might not like some of the refs' calls, including Matt Rule, but uh, at the end of the day, it was a 2017 loss, and um, we got to bounce back, and we got a home game against Maryland. So we'll start taking um, breaking down the chirps here in a little bit when we get into uh, scoring explosion and, and throwing the bones. But let's uh, put on our scarlet-colored glasses and talk – a little bit about last week's game and um, what we liked and what we didn't like. Rob, um, 
You know, the West is a complete mess. We're, yes. It's five and four. Wisconsin lost. Iowa could easily lose the records this week. We're not out of this thing. Um, and we also aren't bowl eligible, and that still needs to happen, right? So uh, what are your thoughts from last week's uh, loss? Uh, it, was, it was frustrating because I felt like it was a game that we should have gone in there and just – if we had just done what we sh- were supposed to do, um, we should have won that game by at least a couple of scores. Um, it – it just is super frustrating to see some of the same mistakes on the offensive side of the ball made over and over again. Um, I also feel like there was a couple of decisions in the, in the um, option game and in the past game that were very questionable. Um, obviously some things, you know, as far as like pass interference, not being called, um, you know, a touchdown on their end on the on the defensive side that yep. it should not have been a touchdown. I mean, those are things that you can't go back and and you know you can't take them away because had we completed some of those plays and again not turned the ball over three times, um, we probably would have won that game by at least a field goal, if anything, right? So yeah, I mean, it, it was a toss up game, right? It, it, and it I mean, was. The day, we didn't get the calls that that you know, you need to go or uh, avoid the turnovers, you know, Boomer, uh, we had two chances in the fourth quarter there to, to either tie or take the lead and just couldn't get it done. And um, yeah, I mean, you wish you would have gotten another 15 yards and, and let your special teams uh, in uh, Alvano uh, see if you can get that thing into overtime. Right. Yeah. I, that game was just kind of a microcosm again of I just how Nebraska has been playing all year. I mean, Defense played. It wasn't the greatest defensive game they played, but it was okay. I mean, it, it could be enough to win, you know, with the defense yep. put out. But again, the problems we've been harping about all season, uh, constant turnovers in the offense. You know, you can't turn the ball over three times every week and expect to win every one of them. And then the offensive output was kind of how we've described it all season. We had about one really good drive that we got a touchdown in, and then everything else was just either a broken play that, you know, Harburg managed to scramble for, you know, I don't know if it was broken, but it was a nice run for, it was just a big chunk yeah. play to set up the last touchdown. Yeah. And then the one drive would basically just helped along by continuous Michigan state penalties. There was just never really <laughs> the great system drives by Nebraska. It seems like they're good for about one good solid looking drive every game. And then everything else is just yeah. hope the defense keeps you in it and you break those couple of plays, which, which gets you the victory. And that was kind of the recipe in some of our earlier wins this season. And, just didn't work this time. The defense just, you know, had a few plays get away from them. Michigan State had a few chunk plays where they got some got some yardage and points, and you know, it just didn't work in our favor. So yeah, that's just. I mean, I, how it goes. I that yeah. that recipe for success um, is in in Vegas chairs watching tonight. Uh, says minus twelve in the turnovers. Uh, can you bring that back up? Oh, of course. Uh, this year is last in the nation. That sums up all four losses. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sums up our victories too, Jared. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just been a consistent thing, and that's really hard to do. And when you pair that with a an offense that's not explosive and you're going to play low-scoring games that um, are going to trend towards being close because they're low-scoring, uh, the margin is really thin, right? And some programs like Iowa have been doing this for two decades and they've got it figured out um, well enough that they uh, can win a lot of those. Um, and I don't know if I necessarily want to be just like Iowa, but at least for this year, that's how we're going to continue to win. And, and um, if we could clean up uh, some turnovers, um, the, the offense would you know have more chances to, 
get a few of those chunk plays and get a few more points on the on the board. Um, it is uh, something that they'll have to figure out over the next three weeks. All winnable games. Uh, the bowl bowl still out there. The West is still out there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Rob? I mean, obviously, I again, you know the kind of fan I am. I think we're going to win every single one. Tell me about the Kool-Aid, so, Rob. Tell well, me I mean, I do. I, I think that I. It seems like a loss like this. The last time we lost, we won three in a row. So, yeah, there you go. We just lost. Now we're going to win three in a row. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I I could put it into so many words, but that's I'm going to just leave it at that. I mean, well, Rule, yeah. you could tell Rule was pissed off. And while he sounded like he was in, in the in the press conference, he sounded like he was pissed off at, at the refs and, and all these other things. I guarantee you that those kids were hearing it in the locker room and on the practice field. Um, and. You know, yeah. he's, he's a motivator. He really is. I, I mean, I, I and guess think... what? We're five and four. We've won more than we've lost this year. Let's yeah. let's be let's be yeah. absolutely uh, positive about that. Can we win one more out of the next three? Absolutely. Should we or can we win the next three games? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's <laughs> I mean, you're, to your point of rule being a master motivator. I mean, it was, an, it was a little bit different of a press conference than he's had. It does feel like he was he's always speaking to his team um through those press conferences. We're hearing the same thing that he's already saying to them. I think he was trying to kind of reiterate the point that he thinks they're a good team mm-hmm. and that that loss wasn't all on them, right? He wants to keep them feeling like they've got a lot of confidence. They are a good team, man. This is fun this year. This is really fun to watch. And you know? And it is funny. The fan base boomer is just, it's extraordinary sometimes. I mean, like I've been listening to some of the local radio shows and um, you know, you, you hear callers saying like, they're not going to make a bowl. That's going to be a disgrace and all this stuff. And one week ago it was like, we're going to win the West. And now, now we're back to, we can't make a bowl. I mean, can the fan base be more bipolar? I don't know. No, it's pretty much like a Dr. Pepper Fansville commercial. You know, guys, this is the first play. I mean, you know, it's, and that's just the nature of fans, especially nowadays. It's just, you know, it's always either you're at the conference championships inside or it's the worst thing thing ever. Fire everybody is, you know, message board geniuses likes to say. Um, And, you know, and I think when we talk about a rule and what he says in the press conferences, you know, certainly this loss isn't on the players, not even on the refs. I think some of it's on the coaches too. I don't think they schemed particularly well for that game. Either on defense, they didn't seem quite as aggressive as they normally do. And and special teams, God almighty, the the punt and punt return teams on that were just, I I don't know. I I had questions about that the whole game. I know we had text chains going about that and some tweets we threw out there. I, I still don't understand the mentality of, you know, just putting a guy back there to fair catch it, knowing he can't run with it, or you don't want him to run with it, and then catching it on the five—that's just killing you field position wise. And we saw yeah. it over and over and over again in that game. And you couple that with not a great day from your punter, and if you don't, you're just setting your offense in such a hole. It just—I couldn't mm-hmm. understand that—that that idea. Um, mm-hmm. You got to take a few risks back there, especially with all the talk we heard at the beginning of special teams. Um, you know, this season how it was going to be such a major focus and. You know they're gonna they're not gonna be fair catching it or let it go into the end zone and just to have to do that in a game I still don't completely understand that end of it so hopefully they'll do something different this week. So. I would like to say though and give a shout out to Ethan Nation because he caught every one of them that he needed to catch. <laughs> he didn't fumble. Yep. Um, there was one though, man, and I keep seeing it like, and I'm only saying one because there was probably a couple, but there was one. He had like 20 yards of of grass between him and the yep. nearest defender when he got that ball. 
And I was thinking to myself, like, God, if he had just run forward like five yards, we would have had the best starting field position of the day. You know what I mean? Like, and I I really don't understand it. Like, does he not trust like a Malachi or, you know, um, a a Doss, you know, Jaden Doss, like to get back there and catch it? Because those kids, they're, they're, we know they're fast. We've seen them. You know what I mean? I mean, the answer is on the field, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. And so, Yeah, I just it I I want to know what they're seeing in practice to where that's their strategy. Um yeah. because you know, hey, I can sit on my couch and and you know, say what I want to say about it all day long, right? But I mean And we do. And we do. Yeah. But I mean Boomer just um theoretically, it is kind of unusual that this is not just a Nebraska thing. This has been football for for decades, I guess, I suppose. I mean, it's not uncommon that you have a a cornerback or a safety, a defensive secondary player catching punts. Yet they typically, we always joke that, oh, you're on when when they can't make an INT because they they drop the ball. It's like, well, that's why you're on the defensive side of the ball, right? The (laughs) the guys with good hands are the wide receivers. But why would you not always have your wide receivers catching the punts, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Maybe I guess the punt's coming down at a slightly different angle than your typical quarterback pass. Unless we're we're throwing the pass, then it kind of does come down like a punt. uh, (laughs) We'll get to that later. For yourself. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it, it... I, I think it's just another opportunity to get uh, you know a speedy guy back there that isn't a wide receiver. You, you know, maybe you just don't want to run the risk of getting a receiver hurt or something like that. On a yeah, well, but then this year that makes up quite especially a bit especially this year. Right? I could certainly yeah. see that that being the case. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that was just the biggest disappointment that I had. And mm. yeah, here's a another good stat from Vegas chair here. So from Seppel in 2001, we had 850 yards on punt returns, and this year we have 24, and that's. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's I mean, about right. I mean, that's just so much field position you're giving I mean, up. Dewan Gross yes. and and God, I, who else was there in the early 2000s? I mean, we had Keo yeah. Craver. I mean, those guys were just returning putts all the time. Now, I mean, punting has evolved. I will give them that, right? I mean, like right. punters have gotten better, um, different angles, able to 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 position the punt, all that type of stuff. But um, that's an extraordinary stat. Defensively, I wanted to touch on really quick. Boomer, you mentioned this. I, I do think, and Tony White acknowledged it, it did seem to be a little more conservative uh, last week and and didn't put a lot of pressure on Michigan State, which I, I think is a mistake. It felt like that was a chance there. You could have created a, a turnover or two and, and maybe got a, a defensive score that would have switched the momentum of that game. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that, that evolves over the next three weeks. Right. I mean, I think that might be the yeah. best offense right now is is a, a defensive score. Yeah, it's or at least just getting the ball or something on short field, of the field. So you don't have to go yep. as far. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just you can't give up that big a field position and hope to make it up with this offense. And yeah. Yeah, if it is a defensive score or just any turnover, and you know, that's kind of been unfortunately we haven't generated a whole lot of turnovers on defense this year either. So that, that makes mm-hmm. that turnover margin, you know, extra painful at that point, you know, when you can't yep. even can't kind of kind of making it up on the defensive side of things. So I think they'll have to do that. You know, we'll probably touch on this more when we hit Maryland, but I, they're definitely going to have put more pressure on them than we saw against Michigan state for sure. It, you know, it feels like Michigan state really played like they had nothing to lose, right? They had losers six in a well, row. They really don't at this they, point. They yeah. just was like, you know, or let's, let's go. I mean, I, I feel like I, I wish Nebraska could like, get back to that. It felt like a few games ago, they were just like, well, let's just play loose 
And I think this bowl game looming out there maybe a, a impacted how they played against Michigan State. We'll see how well they can come out against the, the Terps. But the sooner they can get back to playing loose and, and confident, um, the quicker they're going to get to that sixth win and, and maybe even more. You know, Dave, and to, to your point, you said something, and I, I was trying not to laugh like literally out loud when you said it because um, this is the point we are with this defense, right? You were saying, oh, well, it didn't seem like we were pressuring the quarterback that much and getting to him and running some of those plays and being aggressive. We had three sacks in the game, right? I mean, yeah. there was like, periods, like last year, year and a couple yeah. years ago where we'd be happy yeah. to have three sacks in five games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And now, yeah. now three sacks in a game is just not quite up to our standard anymore. Right. And yeah, no, I like right. it though. I, I like it, but I, it makes me smile. And, and, and you're, you're absolutely right in your point, but at the same time, it's just ironic, I guess. I don't, is that the right term for that? You know? So, yeah. 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 All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, let's uh, head on into our scoring explosion, which is what we'd love to finally see in um, one of these games. I mean, I would take anything in the 20s, practically, the scoring explosion. I can't believe we scored 31 versus Purdue, right? I mean, that, that was amazing. Um, yeah, we did. And, we did have special team score there, though. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, all right, so uh, Nebraska versus uh, Maryland and, and really these next three games uh, with uh, Wisconsin and, and Iowa, um, you know, Boomer, how do you think we're going to try to try to move the ball here? There's a chance that Billy Kemp is, is back potentially this week. That could be a weapon that could maybe uh, change the dynamic a little bit. Yeah, it would definitely help, and I think if they can get just some more – just consistency and momentum in the running game. And some of that I think is self-inflicted. It just seems like they, ro they rotate running backs more frequently than I, you know, me sitting on the couches, you know, Rob like to say than I think we normally should, you know, I thought Emma Johnson showed a lot of good, you know, had a lot of good rushes in that game. And then it would seem he'd be out or, you know, didn't get the start in various times, you know, possessions. And it just never seemed like we allowed any one of the running backs to really get any kind of momentum going in that yeah. game. And it was yeah. constantly rotating him in and out and, you know, that makes it tough. And then when they'd fall behind, you know, the chains, then you have to throw in the next couple downs and, you know, that that's a big problem. And I think, you know, maybe against Maryland, you need to be a little more patient with that running game. Let, let one running back mm -hmm. have a couple series at it and see if he can get something going. I think that'd be your best bet, you know, as far as offensive, you know, offense against, you know, the Terps go. And they're not the greatest rushing defense in the country. So uh, they're okay. But they're what, not, what's the numbers, Boomer? Uh, they're 26th. I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, they don't compare to Nebraska's rushing. Uh, they're they allowing about 115 but... yards a game, roughly. So 115. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I see them as 28th, but we're whatever. It's Either apples way, and yeah. oranges. Yeah, yeah. And the, One's metric. You know, I mean, yeah. they're and they're pa <laughs> they're they're passing defense, which is uh, even worse. The is is like 75th or something like that in the country. Right. And, and, right. And you know, and and funny don't enough, ask about our like passing that. offense. Though. Well, our statistically. Well, our, the matchup doesn't play in our favor then, right? I mean, we'd rather well, have a, a team that's a struggle. It does because they can't rush the ball. And they we only give up 77 yards, and they've only averaged like 31 that, or something the last few Rob, games. But that's, so. that's the next segment. We're oh, sorry. Off My bad. My bad. <laughs> I mean, you save that stat, though. But, I mean, like, um, yeah, I mean, I, that could balance out. And, I mean, I'm exaggerating there a little bit. Here. But, I mean, like, the reality is that, uh, I mean, Maryland – and I, we're going to see this with the other teams. I mean, more and more here is this. If Harvard doesn't show that he can throw the ball a little bit better, they're going to continue to stuff the box. Now, if Honky was on the show, he'd tell you, oh, we just got to run around him and do other stuff. 
And I agree with them. We we do need to have a diverse running game to to um, fix that too. So it needs to be a combination. But well, um, and one thing though too, and I'm curious, and and I'd like maybe, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, so please excuse me if if I throw up afterwards. But I don't understand why we haven't gotten more of the short passing game going, right? Like with some of the screen passes, or even like sure. just short, short, just you know, little patterns over the top to the tight end. I know that Easy we throws. have done some of those, mm-hmm. but a lot of them seem like they're more kind of like you know, post routes like over the middle or something, right? Like where not not something like a classic, you know, three yard tight end pass over the middle, like classic Jay Novacek or like, you know, Travis Kelsey or something like that, where it's like a yardage and then let your tight end do the rest of the work. I yeah. don't see a lot do you of those. Think that some of that might stem from, you know, Harburg's throwing motion kind of being sidearm and they're worried about those getting knotted down. Down, you know, batted down at the line because they do come off kind of weird yeah, angles. A, a lot of those require for the defensive guy to be charging the quarterback than him to throw over to like the defensive player who had released that defensive guy, right? And yeah, I mean, we, so. we've seen him hit a few of those out routes. Um, the one touchdown for Fedoni a couple of games ago, several uh, plays on that that drive uh, where they seem to be giving the, the out to us and we were able to take it, but um. Yeah, I don't know. It's a really good question, Boomer. I mean, you know, the coaching staff has said they've kind of adjusted this offense to fit Harburg's strengths, but sometimes I, I, I question that, right? You know, I mean, I was watching him again this week, and I mean, uh, we're the stats tell you that we're a running team, but uh, outside of a few busted plays, we really don't consistently run the ball that effectively, right? But when when Harburg does break one, he has absolute straight line breakaway speed right i mean and defenders pick bad angles and he runs right by him but he doesn't have a lot of lateral quickness you know and and um you know and he has gotten better with pitching um the ball but when he's running down the line um and and rob i think you had some tweets about this you know he, he tends to be a little tentative and he's better off when he is just one step and go you know and and turn up field and let those jets kick in. Yeah. And you know, rule kind of commented and I'm not quite sure if he was thinking on the same thing that I'm thinking, but he said that they want to see him just run through the faces of the defenders. Right. Which is kind of what I said is I don't understand why Harburg is like, he's, I mean, he's got six, seven inches on some of these like defenders, right. These safeties <laughs> and whatnot. Quarterback. And, he, yeah, sure. and he's probably, yeah. And he's, he, you know, he's a six. Yeah. He's he, what is he? Six foot five. He's six five. Six like five. 10. He's two ten, and you know, and he's built like a he's built like a like a Sherman tank. You know, I mean, he's you know he's he's going over, and it almost feels like there's some hesitancy from him, um, like almost like he's afraid that he's going to get hurt because he knows if he gets hurt, what you know, who knows what we've got waiting behind. Well, him, at right? this point, so, I mean, we just gotta, yeah. But at I this mean, point, I mean, come on, man, go John Elway helicopter to the end zone, man. Like that, I, I mean, and as a Raider fan, me saying that hurts, but I still want to see it. I want to see some John Elway helicopter to the end zone against Green I mean, Bay I think like, action. Like, I mean, it needs to happen. I, I it's, you know? it's an interesting. Thought, we also need I mean, a fullback it, on fourth and one. Sure. Shout out to Rob Zach. Um, but, you know, I, I think I'd like to see Harburg when he's picking up that speed and ready to, to head north-south, being able to lower his shoulder. He's 6'5", yeah. so he does need to get down a little bit more. To, because if he's going to be – what was the, the phrase that he uh, – rule wants uh, him to, you know, be hitting guys? Run in through the, guys' face. 
run, run through, through someone's yeah, face. To do that, he needs to get down to their face. He's right there, right? He's a little <laughs> right. tall, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think I'd love to see Harburg just stiff, learn how to do a stiff arm or to lower his shoulder and see if a guy bounces off, right? Um, you don't see that too much. Um, you with know, him. you so know who he to... reminds me of when he runs a lot. And again, I'm not making a hundred percent comparison, but right. it's almost like a Darren McFadden, like you know, one of the biggest things. Oh that people God, a Raider about reference. Good. Great. Well, actually, I was thinking more like when he was on the Cowboys, but okay. Okay. But like, uh, oh, you know, he was a, he was a high and tight, but very upright runner, right? And yeah. Harburg has that same quality to him long strides yeah like you don't want to get in front of him like if he's running at you you're thinking twice about whether or not you want to tackle him or just maybe try to trip him you know yeah Yeah. and and it kind of has that same feel to it when he's running because even that i mean god when he is running and he's carrying that ball and he's got it up here just like two hands on the ball running right there that is like some sexy stuff going on i mean that's how (laughs) that's how you want to see all of our running backs carrying the ball um, yeah, but well, when he's going sideways, he looks very like I keep thinking he's going to get the ball knocked out, or he's he just looks confused. A lot of times he'll drop doesn't down look like fluid out there. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll like drop very down like he's Derek yeah, Carr yeah. in the pocket or something, and somebody like gets near him. So, so, um, so I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because a, a quarterback um, um, conversation really is at this point best suited for off-season talk, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of what happens, I, I think Harburg is, is back next year. Yeah. And I also think that they'll likely bring in additional quarterbacks for more competition, right? I don't know who actually ultimately starts. It's interesting. I mean, Harburg, um, by all accounts, didn't get any coaching last year at all, right? I mean, like literally Whipple didn't even want him in the QB room. Um, so he had, probably hasn't been properly developed. Um, I have seen him make some progress, I think, on on some of his um, technique. I, I, I see maybe a few less of the sidearm throws now than it was beginning of the year. But I would love to see an offseason with him with a lot of time to actually work, whether it's with Nebraska's uh, coaching staff or even doing some of those uh, QB camps. And, and, you know, I mean, at this point, if I was, um, you know, Heinrich Harburg and his family and you have a chance to maybe maintain – your starting role at, at Nebraska, go go get yourself a, a QB coach for a, a couple of weeks or something. I don't know, but um, work on your footwork. Uh, he's got he's got a great arm, right, guys? I mean, he's got a, a cannon. He can throw the he ball. He does. It's just that throwing um, motion is and and enough. because of the throwing motion, yeah. he's inaccurate, right? I right. mean, it's it's he has crazy slot angles and whatnot. He's not consistent, and thus sometimes when. Fedoni's wide open over the middle. He throws it five yards off, and it's a pick, right? I mean, it's yeah. It's, I, yeah and sometimes honestly, he's just not seeing the open guys too. I well, mean, that was a on those on those throws too. too um, you know, and somebody pointed it out today. I can't remember if it's Huskers X and O's on Twitter or somebody. I sorry, I, sorry if I'm not giving credit to the right account, but um, they were posting pictures of it, like when when Harburg is throwing from a certain position or you know motion in the pocket his throws are right on. But as soon as he like either has to like take a step up or he's like just a little yeah. bit off balance, he's, he's flying the ball. Like you said, five, six feet over guys heads, um, yeah. which, which have been resulting in interceptions, yeah. you know, where thrown off your back foot, you know, yeah, like, like throwing it. Definitely. So he's just kind of off balance and it's like, and, and sometimes he's doing it when there's nobody near him, which is the thing that concerned me the most, I think on some of those, like mm-hmm. you'd see it and he'd be standing there and still, 
you know, airmail it. Um, does he have the potential? Absolutely. Do, could he possibly be using it? Like, do we have any? I know they'll probably go out. They'll probably get a transfer, right? I mean, yeah. there's a couple that we speculated on in our chat, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into that right now because, you know, I don't want to be accused of tampering. Um, but, uh, but you know, and then, and then we've team. even got, we've <laughs> even got our, we've even got our, our, uh, you know, our, uh, what it was at the top 11 you know, freshman coming in. Danny Kalen. Yeah. Danny yeah. Kalen. And you we'll never know. He'll probably in. be there in spring, you know, or hopefully he'll be there in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. And, Good chance. And, and, you know, that'll give him an entire off season to work with the team and everything. And as we know, rule is not afraid to start freshmen. Now, again, that just kind of goes to where, like, how does he feel like this team progress wise? And, you know, if starting a freshman quarterback is going to set the team back or not, but there will be yeah, options I mean, I next think, year and there will yeah. be a competition. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, whoever it is, they want to try to fix the quarterback position to the greatest degree possible, because I think the team, if the defense kind of continues to gel, could be really good next year. And, and you want to be able to, to have an offense that can complement that, especially that back half of that season. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, that is a pity plus to next season. At least it starts fairly slow. You've got kind of yeah, a longer run. Yeah, you want to stack wins really though. Year, so, yeah, I'm sure we'll get somebody out of the portal this year. I'm guessing, you know, out of our three quasi-starters this year, two of them aren't going to be here next year. And we'll speculate on that later at the end of the season. Yeah, but, it feels uh, that way. Anyway. As, so I think sure. you're going to have to get at least one or not two guys out of the portal just for depth purposes alone. If, if not, Yeah, you know, it's a thin, thin cheap When you get yeah. three, three scholarships, you should have at least four. Yeah, um, I would think four to feel good about it. And, yeah, sometimes you have five. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We, we've had that in not recent years. Another thing, I mean, like, this is obviously the offense is going to evolve a little bit. If you're going to stick with Harburg, um, I, I would explore at least having some more increased RPO element to an offense. Because again, if he's a really good straight line runner, I can just in my mind picture him. I could totally see why a pre previous coaching staff, um, you know, recruited the guy because he's got great straight line speed. And with an RPO where a quarterback takes the ball and just, just, you know, heads North South at an angle um, that's, that's his game, you know, and he's not running east west as much. And you, you could pull that down in a play action essentially and, and throw the ball over the middle, which he has the arm to do. So I, I totally get um why they liked Heinrich and um maybe they could have more plays that are better suited for his skill set if uh, he's our starting quarterback going forward. And and also next year, you know, you'd hope to have Gabe Irvin back healthy and you know, yeah, know, from your and, and you got to fix the offensive running back depth has certainly helped too. I think just right now there's so much pressure on just a few players we do have, and I, I think that's setting everyone back a little bit too. So yeah, yep. but fun. I want to talk about the next three games because you know that's, that's what we great. got. I should say the next five games because we've got three league games left. We've got the championship game. We have got our bowl game. Right. Which could be a you know New Year's Eve. Well, six bowl if they're going to win the championship yeah. game, right? So yeah. I like it. I like that thinking. If, if we get there, guys, if we get there, it's when because we get there. Our defense, right? Let's yes. talk uh, throwing the bones and all things defense. And uh, Rob, what do you think the defense is going to have to do? A stat line here uh, to beat Maryland. What do we need to keep uh, the Terps offense uh, to point wise? Set the edge blitz. Um, force, um, tag God damn you, Talia Tagavailoa. Tagavai, sorry, keep we'll, we'll just call him the quarterback. Uh, you know, basically on his heels. Um, he's Six obviously soldiers. gonna run when he can, but at the same time, I think uh, it's gonna take pressuring him. 
Um, I think because we're going to do a lot of man coverage probably on wide receivers. Um, you know, maybe, maybe some Tampa two kind of stuff, but I mean, really, you know, we'll probably be rushing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Five, six guys throughout the day, like just doing crazy blitzes, things like that. And that three, three, five defense, it's, that's what I think they're going to probably have to do because you're going to have to keep him on his feet because their rush game is terrible. So, I mean, we, yeah, Maryland doesn't run the ball effectively at all. No. And, and. Talia can can be prone to ints. He's got probably uh, the best skill set of any quarterback we we've yeah. played outside of uh, JJ McCarthy well, and maybe Hudson Card. Yeah, and I said that I I did say I think I said it on Twitter today. Someone said, "What's your score prediction for this game?" And I said 27-20 Huskers. I said, but the defense is going to have to at least score one of those touchdowns. Yeah, and I no, think that, that could be be the case. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I think you have to get pressure on him. I think he's prone to INTs when you do get pressure on him. So I do expect them to be more more aggressive in, in going after him because now, I mean, when you say that, right, Boomer, you say, oh, they're already one-dimensional. That's that's when they're going to figure out um, some way to, to, to pop a big run on us, right? So I think the defense will still need to be on its screws to, to make sure that um, they, they keep them one-dimensional. Yeah, and the big thing on that is, you know, pressure, like we said earlier. I mean, uh, like last week, Maryland did not play well against Penn State. They looked pretty well overmatched. Penn State has their number. Like six times, I think. They they end up like Mm -hmm. negative 49 rushing yards or thereabouts. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think we're quite up to Penn State's snuff, you know, as an overall team, you know, because they scored 51 points in that game, held Maryland to 15. But I think, you know, that's – Again, with our offense, that's what you have to do. You have to try to keep a team into that that teens area. You know, Maryland looked okay for a while against Ohio State, but still ultimately only managed 17 points in that. Um, yeah, they mm-hmm. did lose to Illinois and Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. they had 20 some points. About in Jekyll and Hyde, right? almost 30, yeah. I think, in both those games. So, you know, they, they do give up some points, but uh, you know, when they're on pace, like they played Michigan State earlier this year and kind of crushed them. I think it was 31 to nine. So there is yep. a you know. They can be a capable team. They've just hit a rough stretch like Maryland always seems to do, you know, the second half mm-hmm. of the season. And, yeah, I think that's just what the defense has to do. They have to get pressure on him. You know, they can't let him run, try to keep them one-dimensional, and just try to generate those sacks just because that sets a team so back against us. And then, you know, just get those, you know, three and outs or only one first down a series and get the ball back to the offense so they can have that shot to, to break that play. So I think they just have to stick with the formula and just get that to work, you know, again yeah. this week. Yeah. Get it home and – this is a high pressure game, you know, for Maryland because they still got to get that one more win to get a bowl. 
Yeah, and they have what? Yeah. They have Michigan after this, and... Michigan after us, and then they end at Rutgers, which is not a joke this year. So nope. this, I guess, on paper, you might say, is their best chance to to get a bowl to be bowl eligible. Yeah, it's and tough because they're, they're at, be, on they're the road at Nebraska, the sure. and then on the road yeah. at Rutgers, right? Yeah, yeah, Rutgers. So, they'll be they'll be underdogs in both those, I imagine. And you know, when you think you started five and zero, and you're in mid November risking not making a bowl, there's a lot of pressure on them, I think, in this game. So. Yeah, they might be trying yeah. to force a few things, and the defense hopefully can take advantage of that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's what we're going to look forward to. Um, Vegas Jerry says we need at least five sacks in the game. I, I would take that. Um, yeah, big max for everybody. Yep. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, all right, Rob. Well, any other uh, keys to the game that you're looking forward to? This uh, is uh, we need to return the ball on special teams. There we go. Let's talk about that for a little bit. That was yeah. Sorry, Nate Boomer. Yeah. Um, you yep. know the. I mean, I. It's it just what what was the stat you you, you guys threw out at me earlier? Uh, Eight hundred and twenty-one yards return in one year. I think in uh, two thousand one, eight hundred fifty. There you go. And uh, we had twenty-four this year. Holy cow! That is that's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, that's again. That's probably my biggest disappointment with how the season's going. Especially, you know, we had the talk at the beginning of the season, the off season, about how good or the focus was going to be on special teams, and we weren't going to be just fair catching yeah. everything, going to go to the end zone, or going to be returning the stuff. And injuries play a role. I get it, but you just can't you can't seed that. So overall, yeah, outside of that, special teams looks fine. Like it's not something that's like the fact that we have to talk about it is what bothers me. But other every other aspect of special teams is not bothering me. Kickoffs are fine. Kickoff returns or whatever. Hunts they are, are a little you know inconsistent, but not Hunts are a little bit, but they haven't. The but they haven't cost us a game. kicking has gotten better. Hold on. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't. They haven't cost us a game. There's a couple kicks where I think there was like some pressure that got on our punter, and and he mm-hmm. shanked it for like 34 yards, which is great because yeah. in the past we used to shank it for like 15. So I mean, you know, there's an improvement, right? But I mean, yep. over in our in our kicking game, um, you know, our field goals and our our field goals and our extra points, he hasn't missed an extra point all year. That's me Trent. knocking on wood. Sorry. Um, sorry, Tristan. I, I hope I did not jinx He's you. He's not going to miss. He's um, but He doesn't you know. listen to the show. Um, we know who to blame. Know, do you know that for a fact, Dave? Do you know that for a fact? I hope he show, doesn't. Last week's show had 850 downloads. Do you know who every that's, single one of them was? We had way more than that. That's a false stat. We know that. It's in the thousands. We've always had the thousands. Yeah. Crush yeah. that number. Um <laughs> like 30,000 or some stupid thing her dad says. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's uh, anything else on the, on the Huskers. You want to start talking about some other, other best bets of the week out here. The BetCast picks of the week. All right, guys. Uh, This is a slate. Uh, I mean, it is loaded with uh games let's uh start with uh, a marquee game out of our own big 10 conference and uh take michigan going to happy valley i hear it's like a pseudo white out like it's a stripe out or something and yeah sure they go they go white and blue like at based off of like the sections or something like that there we go um wolverine's favored by four and a half over under at 45 um I think I got this game already at Michigan four. I, I, so there's my cards. I, I think Michigan um, is going to be 
well-motivated, and I think they're the better team. I think Penn State is only this close of a spread because they're at home. Rumor, mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah, I was a little surprised the spread was or the spread was this low, you know, especially as good as Michigan looked and as bad as Penn State played against Ohio State. So, I mean, they were just kind of blown out of that game. I think maybe some of it's just maybe people don't have a lot of faith in Michigan. It is from their schedule that they've played. I mean, they haven't played a murderer's sure. row yet. So maybe people are being a little apprehensive on that and how any sort of, uh, you know, I don't know if people have heard, but there's been some shenanigans and goings on with Michigan you know, in the last few weeks. And I, I can't even put into words all the twists and turns of that. That'll take its own show. It'll be a whole season of 30 for 30 on ESPN at some point. I mean, it's, it's outstanding every day. It's something new. So yeah, yeah. Just, I can't even keep up, but uh, I, I still expect Michigan to win this game. I don't think Penn state's got an offense. that's going to score appreciably enough yeah. to win this the game against a defense like Michigan. Even if they have the signs or don't, Michigan's defense is pretty solid. And I don't think Penn State has the weapons to win this. So I'd probably go with Michigan State here, you know, to cover. I think they would cover yeah. four and a half. Both defense are pretty touchdown. pretty similar, but yeah. I would think the Michigan's offense, uh, at least on paper, looks a lot better than Penn State. Rob, yeah. you got a quick take? You know, I was I I was gonna be a contrarian here and do it, but I've watched Penn State a couple of times and their quarterback is just not that good. Um he, he could I, be good in the he he's could, very young and he's yes, only like started eight. He, he might be good down so. the line, but I mean he he throws with the accuracy of our quarterback sometimes. Um so you know, I, I, I have to go, I would say Michigan four and a half is as uh Vegas Jer says is the suitcase bet this week. All right. Um, well, which meanings put all which means to me put all your money on Penn State because I've seen Vegas Jerry. So I I would I would say that if, if you want to follow, you want to trail Vegas Jerry, uh, get it now because that number's probably gonna move. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, um Vegas Jerry said it was a max bet with uh Michigan versus was it Rutgers? I, I can't remember who they were playing. And it was he got it early in the week at minus twenty-eight. By the time we did the show, it was already minus thirty-one. I think yeah. it went up even higher from that. Uh, they won by 28. So Vegas Jerry probably got his money back. And he pushed. But anybody who uh, took it uh, at over 28 um, would have lost that one. But well, I will, there's a I lot will tighter be... spread there, Vegas Jerry. I agree with you on this one. I've already got my bet in. I think Michigan will cover. I got I, full disclosure, Dave, on our uh, weekly, weekly picks with Skip, I uh, did take Penn State to um, cover the four and a half. Um, you know, because I, well, I, in my, in my heart, my gut tells me it's going to be a game that comes down to a field goal because Michigan doesn't have all of Penn state signs this week. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on blue Nile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab grown diamond bands, all hand finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
All right. All right. I have no idea. Uh, oh, it was last week. All right. Sorry, Vegas chair. Yeah, it was frustrating. I I, I might have trailed you and, and lost uh, on that one. I got to admit, I did but not put. He did get Indiana out. last week too. I'll give him that. So yes, yeah, can't did. That. And Brandon Page, you great. know, it, with the Penn State, you know, quasi wet out the blue white, you know, every every section. It'd just be kind of fun to see if Nebraska fans could pull that off. I mean, I've heard us try to clap and sink, you know, <laughs> in the stadium. We can't manage that. I'd love to see us try to alternate yeah. patterns there just just for fun maybe one season we should try that just see what happens you know? i'd love to but, see if we can pull it off i agree uh we seem very uncoordinated though uh all right uh let's move on uh rapid fire here maybe a little bit um texas tech going to kansas uh at kansas uh bean has been playing really good as their second string quarterback and obviously they're they got some big big victories now over under at 62 and a half I'm thinking Kansas can cover this. Boomer, what do you think? Yeah, give me Kansas. I've watched the Jayhawks these last couple of weeks. They're a good-looking team. Uh, wouldn't really want to play them. Um, nope. So unless Leipold's distracted by Michigan State talk. Nope. Give me the Jayhawks. Yep. He squashed that today. He squashed that today. I'm, I'm yeah, he said he's lifelong Kansas. He's not going to leave. I don't know. Jayhawk. <clears throat> yep. Well, I, and you know what? I'm going to jump on the Lance Leipold uh bandwagon here and and yeah i think uh kansas is rolling they've been, they're having a really good season this year and and uh i think they cover the three and a half at home yep my pool's doing a great job all right uh let it let's head down where it matters more sec land bama at kentucky only 11 i uh, just yeah. bumped up to 11 it was 10 and a half for most of the week over under at 47 um i i you know rob i you should always have a, a first half bet for Alabama. I might yes, might go back to this, but feel, this feels kind of short. I feel like Alabama is gonna gonna run Kentucky. You know, kind of like feel, how Georgia did. I'm not gonna. I am not gonna play around with a Bama team that has a point to prove. I I, I will say yeah. that a Nick Saban team with a point to prove. They have not looked world be- like world beaters but this year LSU at all. last week but yeah. but after all the talk they just every week they're you know just on the outside there are still prognosticators that are saying you know bama has a chance to sneak into the playoff and all this other stuff and i feel like this is a game where they're going to go into kentucky and you know maybe prove that point which means hedge that bet people because kentucky will probably pull this one off so boomer what do you think yeah, give me Bama. The world's so dark. They're going to sneak themselves into the playoffs some way, shape, or form. And yeah. and really, when's the last time Kentucky's pulled off a major upset, or let alone anyone in the SEC for that matter? So, yeah, go Bama. They'll win this. So, probably yeah. by 13, 14. So, there we go. That's a win. All right. Um, I, I like a lot of the Big 12 games this week. Uh, Baylor, which is just, just awful this year. Um, I don't know if Dave Aranda's. Thanks, Matt uh, Rule. Well, I mean, honestly, Rob, if you think about it, it really speaks to how well Dave Aranda had this team going with rules players. And now that he doesn't, where are they at? Um, Can you imagine there was actually a whole contingent of people that wanted that guy to be our coach? Yeah, absolutely. For shame, people. For shame. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure he was vetted. um, But I think Rule would have got hired over him anyway. Um, But. Uh, going to Manhattan, K State uh, favored. I, I did find a twenty and a half when I, I made these a few hours ago. It might be up at twenty one already now. Over under at fifty five. Um, I like the Wildcats here, um, even though it is a big number. Yeah, that's a lot of points. I, boy, 
I mean, K-State coming off that near win against Texas, you know, I don't know. K-State can put up a lot of points. It's just, do you think they can keep Baylor from scoring at all? So they, just, They've covered their last four games at, at yeah. home straight up and have only given up like three points. I, I, I mean, yeah, they, they're beating bad teams, and I, I don't think they, they are. Yeah, it was like TCU and Houston and – yeah, they play Texas Tech one by seventeen ish. So I guess Baylor might be a little is worse than Texas Tech. So if you want to use that as a measuring stick, yeah, that's just a lot of points. I don't like it. You know, twenty, especially if you end up getting a twenty one under the key number twenty one though. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I was gonna say it's just under that. Yeah. Touchdown. So if you listen to the show right now and get it for twenty and a half, maybe. But if you're listening later and it's twenty one, yeah, that might be a little questionable. But yeah. All right. All right. Um. Rob, how about this one? Okie State, <laughs> um, just, you know, they they found a quarterback and a running back, and uh, they just keep on winning. Uh, they you took know, down Oklahoma and Bedlam. Only two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, on the road in Orlando. Over you know what? I really like what the Oklahoma State fan base has been doing on Twitter these days. And so I oh, feel yeah? like, oh, yeah, OK State probs. We, we follow each other on there, and he's a great uh, – He's a great follow if you're not following him. And, and we had a good time with during the uh, logo contest um, back in over the summer in the offseason. Um, I like Oki State at two and a half over over UCF, even, you know, they're playing down in Florida. And I just think, uh, you know, this classic Big 12 ma- matchup here, you know, it's really going to really. Right. Gonna, I mean, they're, they Oki State, you know what? I don't know. I, I just I like him. I, I I don't know. UCF just hasn't know. done anything to impress me this year. Obviously, an all American running be, back, a, you know. a seventh year quarterback with Alan Bowman. I mean, he's been everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Boomer. I mean, it feels like almost a stinky number. I, I, I I'm, that, I'm a little yeah, surprised. I was a little suspicious of that. I mean, what you've got Oklahoma State, who's you know looking at possibly playing for the Big Twelve title, you know, kind yeah. of kind of thing, and. Central Florida let down. Like Maybe it's a spot win, if I remember right. And yeah, that was against Cincinnati. Yeah, they played some tough. Yeah, they they played. Some yeah, they, a lot of these new Big Twelve teams are kind of struggling. I'm surprised that number's yeah. that low. So unless there's something we don't know about, the, the over under though is I, really interesting too because it's like what almost seventy points. You know what I mean? Sixty five yeah. and a half. It's like that's a really but, big number too. So. Yeah, give me the Cowboys in this one. They'll cover yeah. two and a half. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of over-unders, this is uh, opposite of that. <laughs> Here it is. Rutgers at Iowa. Iowa oh, favored by a point. Over-under is 28. I have actually saw it at Caesars at 27. Um, I don't know how much lower it can go, guys. This is a, a record, a modern-day record for an over-under. Um, and I would probably take the under because I just, you know, it, how can you take the over at this point? I don't well, know. I've never been I'm, so happy for an 11 a.m. start for Nebraska because this game is now going to be a 2.30 game, right, like after the Nebraska game. And it's always a good time. You know, I'm, I'm always wanting to take a nap around then, so I'll just throw this game on, go lay down on the bed, close my eyes, score will be 0-0, I'll wake up, and it'll be 2 nothing. Maybe. You know, Boomer, there's a lot of fun ways you can bet this game, right? Obviously, 28 is oh, yeah. a, a key number. Um, Iowa's only favored by a point. Uh, I feel like it might be the best bet just to take Iowa because Iowa just tends to win these games. Um, do you really think Rutgers is going to go into Iowa City and, and get a W? I don't know. 
Um, the team totals, both of them are 13 and a half. So if you if you think the loser is not going to get two touchdowns, just take the yeah. under on whoever that is, right? Yep. Um, the first uh, the first half um, over under is probably thirteen and a half. Um, you could you could bet. I saw Iowa second half team total at six and a half. You know that I think that might be your best bet. Iowa tends to win these games by scoring seven to ten points in the second half, right? They'll go, right. they'll be zero yeah. zero at half, and then then Iowa somehow figures out to score at least one one offensive touchdown at some point. Take the Iowa team team total in the second half, uh, take the under. I don't well, know. Either you team could... get a hit, or just both pitchers gonna just be dialing it in. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, yeah. we're talking about football. My bad. My bad. I mean, I, I plan to watch this game. I'm going to set my TV to black and white and turn on some old timey music and mute the sound. I don't that was a great tweet. And, yeah, that tweet. Who did that day. last year, yeah. Boomer? Yeah, no, that was yeah. this year. I saw it on Sicko's committee, but I don't know if they originated it. But it was a great, great tweet. They had the the game winning field goal with Iowa Northwestern set to the nice grainy black and white stuff and some. Old, well, I uh, saw the whole lights. They had every ragtimey jazz. Yeah, that was awesome. But. Uh, yeah. The, da, yeah, this da, game da, is da, just da, 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 this is just glorious da, da, for the Big Ten da, da, right here. Da, da, da. Over under twenty eight and Iowa minus one. Uh, man, it's become an entire storyline on, on its own. Oh, yeah. I mean, to your point, yeah. the games are ugly, but everybody's now just paying it really acute attention because it's like, is this possible? Can they continue to hit? Under? Somehow it is. Yes, and you know, Rutgers someday is going to get a big win in a game like this. They're always close to pulling off a win every year. They just haven't done it. Uh, I'd almost want to pick them, but I, I just don't let's think go, they'll pull it off. Let's go Rutgers. Yeah. Let's go Rutgers. Yeah. I'm taking like Rutgers. To win. I just I'm taking Rutgers to win it. I was going to pull off something annoying and, and win, you know. And Vegas Jair is already hoping that Nebraska Iowa is going to be 26 and a be. half. Which He's which right. It's going to be really It's going to be lower. So I'm, yep. I'm looking forward to that, too. That's just that's, – that'll be the cherry on top of this Big Ten West, you know, final year. It'll be the <laughs> As Nebraska we take the Iowa championship final. by yep. scoring 27 points on our own. Absolutely. That game that's, might that's end too, Rob. So yeah, if if Nebraska Iowa is that low at twenty six and a half, that's where you really get the team totals because one of them will have to be down to like eleven or something like that. It's going to be insane. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Shabba yeah, Purdy I, comes in and throws for three hundred and fifty yards and rushes for you know one hundred and ten and saves the entire season, you know, in the Wisconsin game or something, you know. I, I would I would say Iowa. back to this game, Rob. Um Sorry, my bad. uh set, the the Rutgers quarterback is definitely INT prone. I could totally see a pick six. I don't know if you could find a a, a team prop bet on a, a does Iowa get a pick six or not, but I would probably take a flyer on that. I so I, and I have noticed, and maybe I'm crazy, but DraftKings they don't they don't do like prop bets on college games or anything. Colorado in, does not have individual uh, player prop bets at all. Yeah. It's not allowed in Colorado. Other states do, uh, but you can do things like uh, offensive touchdowns. I think defensive touchdowns, etc. So uh, it it cannot be individual prop bets though. Yeah, I think Nebraska just allows betting on games prior to 1967. So yeah, we're we're not quite there. <laughs> they yet. have longest touchdown. Um, you know, which team has the longest touchdown. They have total touchdowns um, over under All four right, and a half. Let's go on <laughs> to uh, Tennessee at Missouri. Uh, Mizzou uh, having a, a great season. Tennessee, though, favored on the road in Columbia, one and a half points over under at 57. This is ranked versus ranked. What do you think, Boomer? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boomer, you're uh, muted, I think. Sorry. Yep, this is battle for second place in the SEC East there. You know, like yeah. said, Missouri's having a good season, and, you know, they've they played some teams fairly tough. Uh, boy, you know. Oh, gosh. Why don't you give me Missouri just because they're at home? I don't feel great about it. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the game because it'll be interesting. I am a little su- surprised that they're a home underdog. Rob, what do you think of I mean, God, I mean, they have the, they have the spread, right? You know, it is, it's basically a pick them, right? I mean, other than, mm-hmm. you know, um, Mizzou at home versus Tennessee, a chance to I mean, Tennessee actually... is coming off that challenging game against Well, UConn. they're both they're seven and two. Years, one's ranked 13, <laughs> one's ranked 14. I mean, I don't know. This is a perfect chance for Mizzou to shit the bed. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee on it. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, you want to pick for me, that would be my pick. There you go. Uh, more rank versus rank. There is just so many good games here. I had to like hit them all. Uh, Utah trying to bounce back, going up to Seattle. Washington is favored by eight and a half. I've seen this slip up to nine and a half, I think, already. Uh, over under at 50. Um, I kind of like the Huskies here. Utah seems to be licking their wounds, and they're not as good on the road. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Well, you know what? The the Heisman run for Penix is on, and I think sure. uh, this is this is a game where he's going to come out and show the world why he thinks he deserves it. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's he really needs a stat stuffing game, and, and he does. That. And and you know, well, it's going to be hard to get that against the Utah defense. I will say that, but at the same time, you know, they are going to be at home, and um, you know, there was talk about Heisman for him, but like this week, it's kind of really heated up for some reason. So, I mean, you know, he either he this is a prove it game for him. I think he's going to come out, you know, uh, I think the Huskies win by two touchdowns. Okay, All right. Boomer. Yeah, Washington, I think, is looking for that statement kind of game here as the season closes. You know, the narrative lately has been that they've kind of struggled in these games they played, you know, since Oregon. Uh You know, they haven't looked super sharp in all of them. They've won them all. So got to give them credit for that. So I think. You know, they're, they're going to need a game like this where they just come out and kind of beat an opponent fairly handily from start to finish. And Utah's a good team. I don't know if Utah had the offense to keep up with Washington in the long run in this game. So, yeah, why don't you give me the Huskies? I think they can cover eight and a half. This is probably a 14-point win for them. So. Yeah, I think Washington, just from a like perception standpoint, is going to want to come out and, and look good. Oregon throttled Utah, right, in – in Salt Lake city. So I think, you know, right now it's a perception scenario in Washington, even though they're the one with the zero in their, um, their record right now is being perceived uh, by many as not as good as Oregon, a team that they beat. Uh, and uh, ultimately it's probably going to come down to the Pac-12 championship game between those two. Um, but it's kind of a pole position thing here. So um, I kind of like the Huskies to, to try to um, show what they're made of. All right. Um, Boy, in past years, this is a, a biggest game of the year. It's still an important one in Miami. Uh, now bowl eligible at six and three. 
going to Tallahassee, Florida State, favored by two touchdowns, over under 51 and a half. Uh, Florida State uh, doesn't really need style points at this point. They just need to win the ACC. What do you think, guys? Um, Man, I, this is a game Florida State. I, I think they just take it away. Um, you know, they're not messing around this year. They're the better team. They look, they look really good this year. I, 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 you know, I always laugh because, like, even, um, you know, our buddy over at Pick 6 Previews, you know. Brett he, Ciancia. Yeah, he, uh, you know, one, he man. had Florida State, and, and he said that, and I was laughing. And I think even on that show I made a little bit of fun, like, okay, is this going to be like your, you know, this team? Because yeah. I think he picked picked like Miami or Florida state a couple of years yeah, ago, North Carolina, a couple years North ago. Carolina. That was the one. And Sorry, you know, so I was giving him a hard time, but man, he nailed this one. They, they just yeah. look good. They look solid. Uh, like from you can go back and to listen back. to that show. I, I fully supported Brett on picking you Florida did. state. I did question his picking of Wisconsin to win the big 10 West. And that's where I feel like I, I, I got him this year. So boomer, what do you think about this one? Seminoles by a mile. I think so. I mean, even when Florida State doesn't play very well, I mean, they didn't look, they didn't blow the doors off Pitt, but they still won 24 to 7 this last week. They've just kind of smoked everybody else in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that Boston College game, you know, it seems like an eternity ago if you're Florida State yeah, at this point. That's the truth. Yeah, they, they don't have a whole lot to finish the season. <laughs> it's Miami. Then I think they, they took a page from the ACC and they have a directional Alabama school next week and then close with Florida. And then you got your ACC title game. So, you know they they can't afford to stumble here, so I think Florida State's. This is their last out. ACC game, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, Bruno? yeah, exactly. So they've got to come out, just you know, clobber Miami, just win convincingly, you know, end that, and then go to the ACC title game and you know get their get slip into the playoffs. So yeah, they they I don't think they'll slip up here, and nothing Miami has showed me this year says they're going to do it. So. Yeah, yeah, give me the give yeah. me the Seminoles. You know, they they won't even even if they are ahead, they'll probably just fumble the ball at the end of the game. And well, there's Neil on it. Yeah, they, they won't kneel on it. it. Yeah. yeah so. so all right. Um back to the SEC. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin going into Athens in between the hedges. I got favored by eleven over under at fifty-eight. Um seems like I think Georgia could take care of this. Uh, I've I've been looking at the numbers. I, I also got Georgia first half. Brett is at six and a half under a touchdown. That might be a safer bet. Lane Kiffin's notorious for um, biting, clawing uh, at the end of games, and and tends to be a, a backdoor cover type of coach. Rob, uh, what do you think here? Bulldogs? I don't know, man. This 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 is the time of year. The Bulldogs still aren't the number one team in the in the you know college football playoff rankings. Um, this is just, again, them, Florida State. This is the time of year. They're just going to put the pedal to the metal, um, you know, floor it through the end of the season. All uh, right. You're taking Georgia. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I think by right. way, I think 11 is generous for this game. All right. Here, here, Rob says, easy cover here by the Bulldogs. Boomer? Yeah, I agree. It's, again, the world is so dark, and Georgia's going to, you know, get themselves undefeated to the SEC title game. And, you know, the SEC – you know, unlike the Big Ten where everyone's conspiring against everyone else to destroy everyone, the SEC seems to always make sure they get a couple of really highly undefeated or only one loss teams in their title game. So, yeah, Georgia will win this, and I think they'll cover 11. So, two touchdowns, All right. I think, by the All end right. of the game. Um, best last late game of the uh, Saturday night slate, uh, the complete opposite of Iowa Rutgers. You've got 
no defense USC versus a little bit of defense Oregon. Uh, Ducks favored by 15 and a half. The number's been going up over under now at 75 and a half. I think started around 73. And if you wait till Saturday morning, uh, that will be getting closer to the 80s. Um, Rob, what do you what do you think here? Um, wow, I USC's defense has just been so bad this year. Yeah, um, think yeah, about I that mean, over seventy five points. But if you look at these two teams, you really think they're going to be in the thirties? Oh yeah, I think they're going to be in the forties. I think they'll be I in the forties. I would, I would, I would yeah. take, I would take like a final of like fifty two to forty seven or something like that. Right? Like this is one of those a, games. Yeah, like it feels take, like it. The live is going to get the triple digits, right? Right, right now I would, yeah. USC, I would take USC to cover and the over. Yeah, I, like, I, I probably I, like both of them. Yeah, I think the over is, is almost a game. I mean, USC, I like you said, their defense is terrible and they've lost a lot wow. of games, but they're scoring in the 40 40s almost every game. game. I think even against yeah. Utah, they scored 32. I'm in there. Yeah. yeah, there's this is going to be a decent number of points. Uh, Oregon will win. A pretty big cover. Um, I think they'll win comfortably. I don't know if they'll cover, but yeah, they're they're definitely going to win the game. And I would certainly take the over uh, again. Don't wait if you want to take that over. But uh, yeah, yeah, this is great. It, 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 you know, it, just looking forward to how marvelous it's going to be with these teams in the Big Ten next year compared to the Iowa's and yeah. Rutgers and everybody else in the world. And that's just going to be glorious. I'm looking I mean, this to isn't going to so be much. a game where if Oregon does come out and have a huge lead, they're not. I'm not going to like fall asleep and then wake up at the end for like an overtime where like the team came back from 29 down or whatever. Like that's not going to happen. Matt Welch says uh, 21 for Oregon and Vegas chair. Uh, USC will not score that many in Oregon, so maybe the Oregon defense can hold them down. Yeah. I mean, another well, way I don't you think can they look have to at score this... forty, but if they score, you know, thirty, if they can get into the thirties. Oregon, yeah, Oregon's going to score forty, 40s. so I think we're, we're yeah. all right. You know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, an, another way if you like both the USC to keep it tight, uh, and you're a little worried that that's too high of a number, um, same game parlay this, and you can tease it down and probably get, uh, you know, USC to by thirteen and a half. And get the number closer to 70, probably, or you know, 71, 72. Um, that could be an approach if you if you it's like a smart move, Dave. I like that. Yeah, a little, you know, you know, betting yeah, tips something, here. Little something, something. That's right. That's right. All right. I don't have Nebraska up, but uh, uh Maryland's favored by one and a half or so. I think it's been that moving e. down a little bit. It's a stupid yeah. question if you ask me, Dave. And <laughs> It's one of one of those Big Ten games where you have you have Nebraska, Maryland with an over under what mid forties probably. You've got Whiskey Northwestern at forty two, Minnesota, and Purdue. Purdue's I think actually favored in that game over under at forty seven and a half. I think you could take the under in all of those in a parlay and potentially um, hit a, a big one because I just at this time of year uh, you, you're going to get a bunch of unders. I think the Big Ten. Um, that's my take. Um, any thoughts on the Nebraska game? I know we don't bet Nebraska. The, the over under is 43 and a half for Nebraska. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think we've said what I have to, I have said what I have to say. We're not losing another game for the rest of the year. So, go all right. Red. Take the money line. Go big I can't bet on Nebraska anyway here. So it's at home. So, yeah. Uh, yep. I'm uh, irrelevant. Right. You, do you get arrested if you even talk about it? 
I think so. So if any feds are listening, note I did not, that <laughs> go, did not mention a score or, or anything here. So. Go get your phone closer to the racetrack out there in Columbus, and you'll be fine. So that's right. All right, guys, let's get out of here with some. Hold on, hold on. Shots. I have. Oh, I was gonna oh. say I had one game I wanted to bring up. Usually, oh, have, okay. So, all right, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, all right. the Arizona is quietly having a very good oh, season great. right now, right? Um, and the their recruiting awesome. classes are looking great. I, I really like what they're doing out there. You know, they're not just a basketball school Jed anymore. Fish. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, they play Colorado this week, and you know, it's uh it's an interesting thing because it, you know. Arizona's already bowl eligible. Colorado needs to win two games to be bowl eligible with, yeah. with three games left, right? Um, Arizona's favored by 10. They're actually ranked. Yeah. And the over-under is 55 and a half. Um, I really like Arizona to cover on this one. Um, I think This is Colorado in Boulder. Is, is that right, Ron? It is in Boulder. And that's why I like it even more. I mean, they got – Colorado got embarrassed last week in, in, in Boulder. And I think that they just, I, I don't know, man, I think they might be giving up on the season. That's just my thoughts. I right. just have it. Right. And, and I really like Arizona on this one and it is a 12 o'clock game. So I, you know, I do, I do like that fact. It's a, it's an early day. Game 12 to, o'clock or a 10 o'clock. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 12 PM, 10 o'clock game. I'm sorry. 10 o'clock game. It's an eight o'clock. Was that an eight o'clock? Jesus. Is it a ten? Is it a ten a.m. Mountain? It time? says twelve. No, it says twelve p.m. So it's a twelve. It's an afternoon game. So, okay, I thought that was Eastern time. Typically, you wouldn't start a game here at noon. That's oh Eastern no, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe it is Eastern. Although usually it just it does say Saturday at twelve p.m. Oh. And all of these. We'll chalk it up to daylight savings time. Check. Yeah, your we will. We will because he's really confused. A, my phone does Mountain Standard Time, so on so, all the times. So. Um. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I avoided this one, Rob. I, I get it. Uh, I, I'm a, been a, I've been riding the Arizona wagon this year. Actually, I've won multiple bets with them, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's not a bad number. Um, that I don't know. I don't know. That if I, Oregon State game was great. I I was in Disneyland and I was out Saturday night, like having a couple drinks, like to end the night by myself, watching that game on TV mm-hmm. at, at a, a restaurant bar and. It was just, well, man, I was like, okay, I'm a believer now. Like, that was the game where I was like, this is going to set me on the edge about Arizona, and and I'm a believer. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they they, they play good, good defense. Yeah, uh, the quarterback, I can't quite pronounce his name, is is quite good. Jed Fish, I thought, was a was a, a good hire. He it didn't it got a lot of criticism, and he, he's it's played out quite well. So, um, yeah, Fafita, I think, is how you say yeah, his name. Yeah, Fafita. Fafita. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. All right. Boomer, do you have any games that you, since Rob? Uh, no, I think they were all covered. I think that was a, a good slate. So most of the uh-huh, games all were covered. Really I get good. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, let's, let's try to get to those parting shots this time. Here we go. All right. Uh, let's start with Rob. Well, first I just want to apologize to uh, the Redcast fans out there that have messaged me asking why I haven't been on the show for the last couple of weeks. You know, but life comes at it's you so fast. So nice. Well, you know, life comes at you fast if you don't stop and smell the roses once in a while, you know. So, I mean, I went to Disneyland with the family, you know, some career things just going on, just life life is is there still and the Huskers have been winning and and I've been enjoying it and sometimes talking about it when you're enjoying something is just kind of like overkill on my brain I'm finding and I'm not used to this feeling so I just you know I'm glad to be back I'm and I'm and I'm glad to be here and we're and, glad to have you back Ron. you know what Dave and and you know what Dave too other than the games we attended together this year we haven't watched a game together so maybe 
like we'll have to figure out maybe Black Friday or something. If you're, are you going to be in Nebraska? On well, well I'll, I'll be here. I'll, you I'll will. Here. Maybe we should mm-hmm. figure that out. You know, watch it in down. the new, watch it in the uh, new garage setup, and you know, go from there. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's that's Rob's parting shot. Um, Boomer, what do you have for me? Well, mostly the the texts and tweets I've been getting are asking why am I still on the show, but you need to drink more. You need to drink more Kool Aid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, just kind of want to give a shout out. You know, basketball season is tipped off, and uh, you know both the men's and women's won their opening games, and Nebraska, you know, played again tonight. Uh, again, they you covered against Florida A and M. Um, we haven't played the most exciting opponents, the Lindenwood and A and M, and you know, not exciting opponents coming up for a while, but. Just from what we've seen, that's an exciting-looking Nebraska men's team to watch. I might be – David would probably be the best to ask about it. But, you know, when you think of a Hoiberg team, it's kind of more what I thought they would look like this entire time, and maybe he's finally got that. I know we'll take a deeper dive into that, you know, as the as the season goes on. It's just crazy we have stuff in November to talk about for football for a change. But, uh, you know, could be exciting times for basketball. At least it'll be fun anyway to watch, so. It does look promising, and um, if they can stay healthy and some of these these transfers finally really really hit, um, I think the culture is going in the right direction. And we'll, we'll know soon enough, right? They're going to have uh, some better non-con games here very quick, and then you'll have the early Big Ten games. Um, so we'll, we'll know quite quite early here if we got a, a different uh, team or not. Well, and it's hopefully building on last year's uh, late run mm-hmm. of success. That's for certain. All right, guys, uh, looking forward to uh, the Nebraska game. It is on uh, Peacock, so I'll have to do a trial run of that, I suppose, um, like everyone else. And it's the the whole deal, I guess. Um, And uh, hopefully we're talking about a a victory and start planning our bowl trip uh, next week. So for now, let's call that another Go Big Redcast. Go Big Red. A Herd at Sports Network production.